What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be running through my rest of season rankings at every single position. So I did a similar video a few weeks ago when basically we're just gonna be running that one back. So going through the top 36 running backs, top 36 wide receivers, and then top 18 quarterbacks and tight ends. If you guys enjoy the content, you find it helpful, informative, whatever, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you guys have any fantasy questions, it could be start sit, trade advice, waivers, whatever it is. If you drop it down below, I will get back to every single person. I'm not going to be going super in depth on every single player, not trying to, you know, be uh, talking your guys ear off for like an hour. So just kind of, you know, running through the tiers, just getting the graphics up there so you guys can take a look at the rankings. But we're going to start it off at the running back position. And I think there's a pretty consensus uh, tier one here at the running back position. We have Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Austin Eckler. I really don't think there's a wrong order of any of those guys. I think majority of people would probably have Saquon at number one after seeing the uh, CMC workload, but I think these guys are all tier one assets. Then I think the uh, tier two of the running backs, you know, I think there's a lot of guys who could fall in this mix. I don't think I said it off the top. This is going to be more geared for a half point PPR. So you can adjust, you know, if you're in PPR or standard leagues. So the tier two guys I have, Travis Etienne, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, and Joe Mixon. So I'm guessing I may be a little bit higher uh, than consensus on Travis Etienne. For me, I like the upside he has. I think, you know, he probably has a little bit more receiving upside than some of the other players in this tier. But if you wanted to argue JT, Chubb, Henry, like I'm not going to fight you on it. These guys are all very, very close. Then looking at tier three, this is where I have Ramondre Stevenson, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones. I actually thought about uh, putting Ramondre up in that tier two, decided to uh, stick him here in tier three with some of those other, uh, you know, more proven RB1s. Then in tier four, I just have uh, three guys, James Conner, Damian Pierce, and Jeff Wilson. Guessing I'm probably pretty high on Connor and Jeff Wilson. For me, we looked at the role that James Connor had um, in week, what was it, week 10? And he was the full-on workhorse. I think this is what we would have been getting out of James Connor all season long if he wasn't, you know, banged up basically the entire season. So I do think we could see a pretty big finish from James Connor, especially with Marquise Brown coming back. This offense could have a much higher ceiling than we have seen, you know, basically through 10 weeks of the season. So I do like Connor there as a high-end running back too. Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson. I think this is a very valuable role as the RB1 for the Dolphins. And I feel like he is still someone who's not probably getting the respect he deserves in the fantasy community. I've even seen some start sits where it's like Jeff Wilson or like this random wide receiver three. Like Jeff Wilson is for real for fantasy football. I think you can feel very confident starting him as an RB2 moving forward. Now my tier five running backs, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Cordero Patterson, and David Montgomery. Honestly, you know, a bunch of different players here in different situations. Sanders is a guy who's going to get it done through efficient work on the ground. Pollard, you know, his uh, workload is a little bit up in the air with Zeke coming back, but someone who I still think is a very solid um, RB2. Patterson, I think people have kind of just thrown him away after one down game. Working back from the, uh, I think it was a knee injury, I think he'll be very solid rest of season. And then David Montgomery getting a big bump with Khalil Herbert going on IR. It's kind of crazy because Montgomery has been an absolute league winner the past uh, two seasons. And now it kind of seems like he could be that this year. I will say there's a lot of different uh, you know, factors going into this. 
First off, he's been pretty miserable as a runner so far this season. So I don't know if this extra workload is all of a sudden going to lead to a ton of touchdowns and a ton of receiving work. Also, you have Justin Fields, who you know is taking more carries and more valuable carries than we have seen in years past. So I like him as like a mid to low end RB2, but he's not someone who you know I've fallen in love with rest of season. Now in tier six, I have three players, Deonta Foreman, Jamal Williams, and Rashad White. I think all three of these players are in pretty malleable backfields. For Foreman, it seems like he has the role on lock right now, but you never really know. He's not a super established name. With Jamal Williams, you always have DeAndre Swift lurking, but right now he has that early down role on lock in the goal line opportunities. And then Rashad White, who seemingly is going to be leading this Buccaneers backfield. Now he could continue to eat into Fournette's work, or maybe this just becomes a gross 50-50 committee. You know, it could go either way, but I think, you know, he's definitely someone who's probably undervalued right now. And you could probably trade one of these guys in the same tier, Foreman, Williams, maybe even guys in the lower tier and get a positional upgrade on top. Looking at tier seven, I have Leonard Fournette right behind Rashad White. Like I said, I think this is going to be a split, but both have upside if they can, you know, wrestle a 60, 70% of that split. Uh, Devin Singletary and then Antonio Gibson in tier seven. Tier eight, Ezekiel Elliott, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, and then Najee Harris. Just a bunch of different, you know, fantasy options. Zeke, who's going to be getting a solid dose of carries and red zone opportunities. Pacheco, potentially in a similar situation. Swift, you're just kind of hoping he gets thrust into a bigger workload, but, you know, not someone I'm super confident in. Kareem Hunt, I think, has value uh, when Deshaun Watson comes back and maybe the most valuable handcuff in all of fantasy football, even though he's not typically viewed like that. And then Najee Harris, some people may think this is low here at 32. There's just no upside with Najee at this point. So I feel like that's where he belongs. I have two guys in tier nine, Gus Edwards and Brian Robinson. And then uh, tier 10, AJ Dillon and Raheem Mostert, basically just uh, handcuffs there. Now moving into the wide receiver position, we have the tier one options, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. To be totally honest, I felt like Devontae Adams was pretty much on like the low end of the tier ones or the very high end of the tier twos. You could put them in either way. I feel like if we're being super technical, it's probably the uh, you know Hill, Jefferson, Diggs, and then a tier break Adams, and then another tier break and the rest of them. But you know he's somewhere in between those options. And then tier two options, I have C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, and A.J. Brown. Feel very solid with all the four of those players moving forward. Tier threes, probably very high on Amari Cooper here. Then T. Higgins, uh, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins. For me, I'm looking at Amari Cooper. He's been a solid wide receiver too with Jacoby Brissett. If Deshaun Watson comes in and is even 80% of what he was with the Texans, I think Amari Cooper is going to have a monster finish to the season. And I think right now you could probably trade him for guys in that same tier with an upgrade on top. Now, my tier four is very large at the wide receiver position and honestly pretty tough to differentiate. I ended up going with Metcalf, Lockett, Godwin, Marquise Brown, who has been activated off of IR. Not exactly sure when he's going to make his return at this point. Christian Kirk felt a little low for Kirk. You know, you could argue him up a few more spots. Have Olave at 18, Jamar Chase at 19. We just don't know with the injury. And then Debo Samuel, who has been pretty disappointing um, at number 20 overall, wide receiver 20. So that's tier four. And then I truly think that uh, tier five was the hardest tier 
or you know just group of players to differentiate in you know any of these rankings regardless of position this was really really tough so i went with keenan allen at 21 jacoby myers at 22 very high on myers Pittman at 23 with uh, matt ryan back at quarterback terry at 24 and then when we started getting into these other options i started realizing like we can make solid arguments for these guys to be at the top of tier five mike williams gabe davis Juju, Brandon Ayuk at 28 felt really low, but I just wasn't sure, you know, who to move him ahead of. And then to finish up those tier fives, Cortland Sutton, Alan Lazard, and Devonta Smith. Also, I don't think I mentioned this at the top, but this was recorded prior to the Thursday night game, reminded me with Lazard. So I have no idea, uh, you know, what Lazard does tonight. Um, So just keeping that in mind. And then the tier sixes, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Kadarius Toney, and Garrett Wilson. I do think there is a decent amount of wide receivers that I had to leave off here, starting off with Christian Watson, who will be playing, I guess it would have been last night by the time you guys are seeing this, Uh, Pickens, Mooney, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore honestly got bumped off with Marquise Brown looking like his return is pretty soon, and then uh, Adam Thielen and DJ Moore. Now switching over to the quarterback position, we're going with the top 18 options. I think there's a pretty clear top three. Some may disagree, but for me, it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, really in any order there. Then the tier twos, I have three guys in this tier. It's going to start off with Justin Fields, then Lamar Jackson, and Tua. I know Fields doesn't have a uh, ideal you know, playoff schedule or rest of season schedule. It is pretty tough, I'm just not really sold that he's not going to be able to still give you great fantasy production. Like, you know, typically, I feel like the bad schedules are likely going to affect, you know, the overall play of a quarterback. And Fields doesn't have to play great to give you great fantasy production. I think he has been playing very well, which is why he's given you, you know, like 40 bombs in back-to-back weeks. But I think he could have like a rough, you know, young quarterback performance and still give you 80 on the ground and a touchdown. And then you just need like a little bit in the passing department. And he's still giving you startable production. If you want him below Lamar or Tua, not going to fight you super hard on those. And then tier three, three more guys. Uh, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. I feel like the quarterback position early on in the season was feeling pretty rough. And I feel like it's looking pretty strong, you know, rest of season. Like ranking Kyler, Herbert, and Burrow in this third tier, it felt low for all of them. You know, Kyler has the uh, Marquise Brown coming back. The offense is looking strong. Herbert has his weapons getting healthy. When Burrow has Chase back, you know, these guys will all be very strong plays. Then I have two guys in tier four, and it is Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. We're just a few weeks away from getting Deshaun Watson back, and then Dak Prescott has looked solid since his return. Tier five, kind of like these fringe QB1 options, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. And then the tier sixes, you know, weekly streaming options or QB2s you have on your roster, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones. And then I felt like QB18 could have gone with a variety of different options ended up settling with Aaron Rodgers. You know, maybe Christian Watson is legit. And then he has, you know, a semi-decent wide receiver core. Now moving over to the final position, the tight ends. Got to start it off with Travis Kelsey in tier one. And then I think you have Mark Andrews also in a tier by himself, but in tier two. And then honestly, this position gets really, really gross. I kind of feel like there's this weird thing going on at the tight end position. 
Maybe you guys disagree, but when we're looking at the actual production of these tight ends, aside from Kelsey and Andrews, it has been pretty rough, but I feel like there is a decent number of guys that you feel semi-confident plugging into your lineup. Maybe not anymore with the uh, Ertz and Goddard injuries, but before those guys went down, I felt like there were around 10 guys that you were feeling good about. The problem is just none of them were actually giving you great production, so it was kind of an illusion, I guess. But looking at the tier three options, I have, I believe, four players in here. TJ Hawkinson, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, and George Kittle. I've been very high on Schultz ever since Dak got back. Hawkinson's new role with the Vikings is great. I think David Njoku has been very impressive when he's on the field. Now with Deshaun Watson coming in, elevating the ceiling of this offense, I think he could be a league winner at the tight end position. And then George Kittle is George Kittle, just in a very crowded uh, you know, team in terms of the weapons. Now looking at the tier fours, I have Pat Fryermuth, Greg Dulcich, uh, Tyler Higby, and Gerald Everett. Tier five, I have Trey McBride, Kyle Pitts, and Cole Komet, and then Hayden Hurst. It probably seems pretty high on Trey McBride, but I think when we look at Pitts, Komet, Hurst, we kind of know what we're getting out of those options. For McBride, he could be absolutely miserable and give you nothing, but it's also possible he slots into that, you know, Ertz opportunity role. He's running a ton of routes and he's actually a decent player. And then he's giving you starting production. So I just think it's the risk of taking on McBride, but the reward could be there when we kind of know what's going on with these other options. I think week to week, I'd probably prefer Komet and Hurst over Pitts, but we just always have to be holding on to that, you know, like elite ceiling and the fact that he is really one of the best tight ends, at least as a pass catcher in the NFL. Tier six, I have Dallas Goddard and Evan Ingram. For Goddard here, he's on IR, but you're just kind of hoping he comes back in the last few weeks because you probably would rather roll with like a Goddard and an Ingram than, you know, have to rock with a Hayden Hurst rest of season. Um, now tier seven, just the final two, this could have been a few different options, ended up going with Mike Secchi and Jawan Johnson. So that is going to be my rest of season rankings at every single position. Hopefully this was helpful in potentially making, you know, some uh, trades before the deadline, maybe uh, looking at the waiver wire, setting your own lineups, or just kind of evaluating your own team. If you guys did enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel ask any questions down below. As always, if you guys do want to sign up for underdog fantasy football, don't think I shouted it out in this video, Pickums weekly drafts, code Quinn, link in the description. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.